From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. Less than a month into his new job as president of Rogers-based Vite Companies, Tim Ryman has hit the ground running with an agenda that includes growing a specialty contracting business and maintaining safe work practices during a pandemic. Ryman has 25 years of business leadership experience, most recently as Vice President of Operations at McGuff Construction in Roseville. His resume includes a stint with the U.S. Navy, and his business experience runs the gamut from working with startups to leading multi-billion dollar corporations in the manufacturing, construction, and service sectors, according to his bio. He joins a company that was founded in 1928 by Frank Veit. Today, Veit Companies has more than 700 employees and offers specialty contracting services, such as earthwork, foundations, demolition, underground utilities, hydraulic dredging, and industrial cleaning. In the following interview, Ryman talks about COVID's impact on the construction industry, the future of waste management and demolition, and other topics. Please be joined by Tim Ryman, uh, new president of Bike Companies, specialty contractor in Rogers, Minnesota. Um, Great to have you here on the podcast, and uh, uh, thanks thanks for doing the interview. Thanks for having me, Brian. Great. So, so Tim, when did you actually start your new job and uh, what have you been up to since then? Yeah, so I started on uh, Monday, the 14th of September. So I'm, I'm uh, three weeks in the saddle and in a lot of the first three weeks has been focused on, you know, meeting our employees, uh, you know, client organizations, partner organizations, and then, and then just getting around and looking at the work that we do. So I, I knew a lot about the company. Uh, before I joined, um, but I wanted to to take adequate time right up front. And I'll continue doing this, just looking at the variety and range of work that we do as as an overall company. Okay, I want you to fill us in a little bit on uh, Byte and its history and some of the work you do and 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 where and um, so forth. I uh, you know I see your name out there a lot, and you seems like you're just about everywhere. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, Brian. I, so Vite is a, is a 92-year-old company, and my boss is Von Vite. He's the third-generation leader and owner of the company. Um, his grandfather started the business in, uh, in 1938, and, uh, and then his, his father uh, took the business from his grandfather, and then Vaughn became CEO and bought the business in 1975. Um, and, and has, has been the third generation leader of the organization. And the, and the company actually, the enterprise consists of three companies. Um, one of them is, is the construction company. And so uh, think of, of that company as, as a site development company. So before a builder, a general contractor comes in to build a new project or do a remodel, a company like Vite comes in and does complete integrated site development. So demolition, 
earthwork, site utilities, um, industrial cleaning, um, waste and waste removal and recycling. Uh, and then we actually have a smaller part of the company that does marine dredging and diving. And so literally think of waterfront uh, site development and projects and, and that part of our company, you know, helps us with uh, dredging and diving and surveying and uh, underwater cleaning and things like that. Um, so that's the construction company. Uh, the second company is uh, Vite Disposal Systems. And so that's, uh, think of construction waste roll-off containers and the trucks that take those uh, to clients and then return them to the third company, which is called Vonco. And that's the landfills, the construction waste landfills that the company owns and, and maintains. And so those are the three entities that make up the enterprise that, uh, that I have the, the privilege and responsibility to lead. Um, so those companies uh, are serving, you know, the, the Minnesota market. Um, they serve outstate areas of, of the state of Minnesota, so the Twin Cities, but also outstate areas. And then we've actually been asked by some of our clients to look at uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wisconsin, uh, and Iowa to not only do the construction work that we do, but also look at some of the waste and recycling management uh, work as well. Uh, and then there's an element of the construction company that will actually travel nationally with our clients to where the needs are. And so we view ourselves as a, as a, a leader in the upper Midwest market, but we also have the opportunity to travel to satisfy the needs of our clients across the United States. Great. Well, um, talk a little bit about some of your, uh, I guess, duties. And, and, and I understand that uh, you'll be leading company's efforts to grow the business and fulfill its commitment to safety, expand service capabilities, and so forth. Um, can you expand on that a little bit, if you don't mind? Yes, yes. So the company, the company for much of its, you know, 92-year history uh, has been, you know, in Minnesota, kind of an upper, upper Midwest uh, uh, operator and, and service provider. And, you know, we, we, we feel that there are opportunities to take our service lines uh, in the way that we deliver our work, which we're very proud of, um, to other markets that would benefit from our approach to, you know, the construction piece, you know, the waste uh, disposal servicing piece, and then the landfill piece. And, and we want to be very smart about, about growth and very intentional about it. Um, there's nothing in the company today that says, um, you know, we have to grow at a, a certain aggressive rate. We're, we're privately held. We want to make sure that when we expand to serve these needs in other markets, that we do it thoughtfully, uh, and that we do it with appropriate research, uh, you know, and, and 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 fully understand what we're doing before we we expand and move. So a great example of that is is our Milwaukee operation. So uh, it's the second largest part of the company um, outside of our Minnesota Rogers base of, of service, uh, but we went to Milwaukee. Very, very much knowing that it was a market that, that our earthwork services, our demolition services, our utility services were needed in, and it's become a very, very successful part of the company. Uh, so, but we, we looked at the Milwaukee market and we thought about how we would go there and, and grow organically to move in that direction. And so it really is a model for us of, of how we wanna do it as we think about future organic growth or even acquired growth. As we uh, as we support you know existing customers and new customers, uh, 
Um, so, so I think to the, to the piece of growing the company and, and looking at expanding current service lines, um, you know, that, that would be kind of my answer on, on how we are considering uh, that piece. I think when it comes to safety, uh, safety is, is an absolute imperative for, for people that do the kind of work that we do. So imagine, think about, you know, demolition, think about big, heavy uh, caterpillar equipment and, and earth moving and, and, uh, and, and all that goes with that. Um, there's, there's just, there's a, there's a history of, of uh, safety related issues in that sector of the industry. And we're really proud at, at Vite to hold up some of the, the, the highest performing numbers in terms of our, our safety performance. Uh, and, and we've got to keep on it. It's just a dynamic uh, market that we, we serve. It's, it's inherently dangerous. And so maintaining our safety protocols and making sure that our safety teams are, are reaching out and touching our field operations and our growing uh, footprint as a company is, is a critical responsibility for us. Um, I, I think the, the, uh, the other piece that I would, would call out in response to your, your question, and one of the things that's really been pleasing is I've joined Vite, and I knew this about Vite before I came, was the company has, has really had a history of active problem solving and very intentional innovation. And so you think about uh, big heavy equipment, you think about uh, even our, our uh, diving operations, so much of it now is technology integrated. So we, we use um, GPS to not only guide the heavy equipment that we use, but literally guide the shovel of the excavator uh, very specifically to make sure that we're productive in how we're using that equipment. We're not digging too much dirt if you think of it that way, but also we're avoiding uh, buried utilities from a safety perspective, right? With that, with that same technology integration. A lot of that is, is driven from our corporate offices, literally out to the excavator or the grader or the bulldozer in the field uh, through, through the use of, of, of the technology integration we have. Um, but also our means and methods. How we look at, uh, from an innovation perspective, how we look at estimating the work, how we look at planning the conduct of the work, and then ultimately how we execute it in the field. And, and in the construction business, if, if you don't have you know, schedule, scope, budget, and, and construction methodology aligned, you can, get, you can get into a world of hurt quickly, uh, both financially, both with the quality of the work you're doing, and then, and then of course the safety one that we mentioned. So we have a lot of pride in our company uh, for making sure that we focus on all those elements. Yeah, and on the on the waste management and demolition side, can you talk a little bit about that and how far the industry has come and sort of what's the next frontier there? Yeah, that's a great question, Brian. And in fact, yesterday I was up visiting our Duluth team and, and we have, we're integrated there too, right? So we've got the marine uh, dredging operation, we have earthwork, we have utilities, demolition, and then we have the waste management piece. And we talked about this very point of how the waste management industry has changed, uh, in, even in the time that, that that's been a big part of our business at Vite. Um, what I would say is on the waste management side, we are very, very intentional. When we reclaim waste, and it's construction waste, so it's not municipal, household, you know, solid waste, but it's construction waste. Uh, when we pick up that construction waste, we, we are required by, by law and by county, by law at the county and state level 
to, to make sure that what goes in the landfill is, is very, very prescriptive and controlled. So we look at things like hazardous waste, some things that we can't take, and we obviously hold that out. But even when the waste comes in, there is some uh, components of our waste stream that can be recycled. Uh, wood, uh, steel or metal, aluminum, uh, cardboard. And so we're, we're, a, we're a very thrifty and resourceful, sustainably-minded company where if we can reclaim value from that waste stream by recycling, we will do that first and foremost. goes into our landfill operations. Um, we do that very diligently with you know, all requires to do. Um, but we also do, I've, I've been to, I think, probably half of our, our and uh, we have a great reputation for making sure that we manage the introduction of the waste that's going to the landfill in ways that um, are appropriate and, and keep our neighbors happy, if you think of it that way. Um, but we also, um, we also have constructed and designed the landfills so that they're not only meeting uh, the state and county permit requirements, but they, they kind of have a long-term environmental design in place. So all of the liner systems that need to be there, um, you know, leachate collection, uh, even off-gassing is done uh, by the book and, and, and really serves as a standard throughout our company. And even with, um, you know, the state of Minnesota and some of the uh, pollution control authority folks that uh, collaborate with us, uh, that, that learn from us, and that we need to make sure we're uh, honoring commitments with. Okay. Well, and just to back up a little bit, I wonder if you could talk about how you got into this industry and you've been in it for what, 25 years now? Um, how did, how did that? Uh... Me personally? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, so um, it's, it's a great question, and it's one that I've thought a lot about for where I am in my career. Uh, when, I, when I was interviewing and, and ultimately accepted the position at Vite, um, I had articulated my desire for a next career move very clearly to folks in my network and my family and, and, and companies that I was talking to, uh, and I articulated it as my career capstone leadership experience. And what I meant by that, or what I mean by that, and now, you know, now I'm doing it right, is, is really be in a position to uh, bring the career experiences that I've had, my passions for leadership, and I would say sort of my strengths, my personal style and leadership to a company that had needs for a leader like me. And when I, when I surveyed my opportunities and ultimately when, uh, when I accepted the offer at Vite, I really saw the match quality of organizational needs and my desires for a career capstone experience being extremely high with the Vite opportunity. And now three weeks into the role, it's just been confirmed you know, day after day in learning more about our people, you know, our processes, our clients, you know, our technologies, et cetera. Um, and so, and so that was very meaningful for this assignment. Um, the prior five years, uh, I've served as an executive at McGough Construction. So actually, McGough is, is in that same ecosystem of construction uh, service providing as Vite is, but as a general contractor. 
And the, the role at McGough Construction and my boss at McGough, uh, our CEO and principal owner, Tom McGough Jr., uh, wonderful leader, one of the best leaders I've worked for in my career. And the assignment I had there and the way that Tom uh, challenged me as a leader at McGough was almost a perfect setup now for having the, the senior position at McGough, as pre I'm sorry, at Vite, as, uh, as president of the company. Um, before that, I worked for Anderson Windows and Doors for 13 years in a variety of operations, supply chain, and R&D leadership roles. Again, another great company, you know, Anderson, McGough, and now Vite, uh, privately held, family-owned or influenced, um, in very, very similar cultures. So that takes me back to 2002 in my career. And so, you know, those last 18 years have really led me to this career capstone experience. Um, you know, before that, I was with an IT startup in Eden Prairie, a consulting firm in Detroit, working with the car companies, and then a submarine officer in the Navy, you know, right out of, right out of college. So yeah, so many of the prior experiences, I think have kind of put me in a place where, where I felt very confident coming into Vite and just having that, what I call high match quality between the organizational needs and what I can bring uh, to the organization in this role. Great. Well, and I wonder just from a, looking at the industry as a whole, I know as a specialty contractor, you people have the, the first boots on the ground at the job site in many cases. And so you get a good insight into sort of where things are headed. And, and I wonder if you could share your thoughts on um, what the state of the industry now amid the pandemic and everything else that we're going through. Yeah, yeah, and I would say I would I would start by answering state of the industry. One of the things that I've learned, you know, both in my McGough experience and in my my current Vite experience, is that, you know, we we are an industry that probably not probably it does trail other industries in things like productivity improvement and efficiency. And part of it is we're a highly fragmented industry where you have lots of different players. You have general contractors like McGough. You have specialty subcontractors like Vite. You have design partners, you know, architect firms, um, and then you have clients, you know, the customers. And so it's this big dance of lots of different players. And so it's an environment that, that is opportunistic for um, inefficiency, to be very honest. And so a lot of the work that I've done earlier in my career about operations leadership and, and, and operational transformation really has played well coming into this business that, that is ripe for a disruption on the technology front for more active collaboration and, and integration of continuous improvement approaches, even standardized work. You know, how do we standardize around what we do? So, so that's kind of a, a broad North American construction view. Um, I think to your question about COVID, um, it has been, so I think there have been a couple of impacts. One has been on the business side. So a lot of the clients that we that, that McGough builds for or that now invite that we that we help do you know our work for are healthcare sector you know clients, uh, corporate clients, um, higher education clients, government clients, um, you know municipal clients, um, and all of those clients have been impacted head on by COVID, right? And 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 the impact of of COVID nineteen to their business, and so. That's translated into some delayed construction project starts, um, some cancellation of construction projects, just as, as, as those organizations are just dealing with fundamental um, 
financial health issues, health and safety of their employee issues. Um, I think so. So we, I think all of us in our industry have had to have had to respond to those uh, business and economic headwinds, and we've we've done it in different ways, and 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 we've been hit deeper in some areas than others. Um, then I think on the the care for our employees front, to your question, you know, we're we're kind of on the front line. We, you know, our folks put on their boots and their hard hats and their safety vests, and they go do the work. And so we've had to be very, very careful and, and very specific and prescriptive about safety protocols with COVID. So the things that we've all heard about, I mean, the, the cleanliness requirements, the masks, you know, the, the related PPE, the social distancing, um, you know, checking with all of our job sites uh, and, and our folks coming to job sites on a daily basis. Are you, are you showing symptoms? Have you been around somebody who's had symptoms? All those things that I think a lot of our uh, industries and, and uh, industry partners and, and clients uh, and, and organizations have just had to deal with. And we've been very fortunate. I mean, we, we have been impacted, uh, you know, a little bit from an economic perspective, but not as severely as, as some of our other partners in the industry. I think on the human side of it, uh, you know, we've, we've had, we've had uh, test, case, uh, test cases that have been positive, but we've been very fortunate to get out in front of it. And so, we actually had a couple in the last week and uh, they were well, you know, our employees were well-trained. They stayed at home. You know, they called our HR leadership, the business leadership that they report through and reported it. We quickly do our own version of traceability and tracking and uh, get out in front of it. So we've been very, we've been very fortunate as a company through, you know, proper planning and getting out in front of it that way to, uh, to, to, to have kind of our protocols in place. But I think like a lot of other companies, we don't know where this is going. I mean, I think like most people, you know, we hope, we hope for a vaccine, you know, we hope for things that allow us to get back to uh, maybe business as usual, uh, both on the work side of, of, of what we do, but also on the family side of, of what we do. We've, we've seen it like everybody else has, and we look forward to uh, better days ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, uh, you know, from a public policy standpoint and in the context of where the economy is now, how important is it to see new investments like uh, movement on a bonding bill, um, for example? Yeah, we, you know, I, and I tell you that, that I, I haven't read the tea leaves better than anybody else that sits in chairs like mine and other companies, but, but I think we are hopeful, right, with a lot of the things that are at, in play right now. COVID and the, and the impact on the economy, the upcoming presidential election, uh, you know, uh, bonding bills, investment in infrastructure. I mean, there's a whole host of things that, you know, are, are, are not clear at this point, but as we move into 2021, we, we are hungry for clarity. Uh, and we're, we're doing a lot of contingency planning, I think like a lot of businesses are, uh, you know, more conservative scenarios, maybe more uh, uh, less conservative scenarios or more bullish, you know, favorable scenarios from a business perspective. Um, but as we go through our 2021 planning, we had, we had a couple hour meeting with our leadership team this week on that topic. Like, like a lot of folks are, uh, we are, we are looking at multiple scenarios and options. And, uh, I'd, I'd say we're, we're bullish and optimistic. We, we are hopeful for, you know, investment, right. And work that, that we can partner with, with companies like McGough and, and others. Uh, and, and, you know, I think, you know, my, my belief is that in the next, you know, few months, we'll have a lot more clarity on that. Yeah. 
just from where you are now, what types of projects do you see that are moving forward? And, and on the flip side of that, what are some of the others that have maybe slowed down a little bit? Yeah, so, and I'll speak from a VITE perspective. And again, we, we have been very fortunate that, that to date, you know, with, with a couple months left to go or three months left to go before, before year end, um, we, we've really been able to stay pretty close to our financial plan and very fortunate about that. There's others in our industry that maybe have more national exposure. Uh, I'll use the West Coast and the Southwest and other areas where, where building has, has really taken it hard. And so you've seen some dub, double digit and you know, hefty revenue erosion and, and obvious you know, impacts to the bottom line of those organizations. At Byte, we've been fortunate thus far. Um, I think part of it is the diversity of what we do. You know, the diverse mix that I shared earlier in this interview. Um, I think part of it is, you know, the municipal base of clients that we work with, the corporate base, you know, the government base, and then the private base. And so I, I, I you know, I, I can't, I can't share with you. I would if I, if I had specific examples, but we've, we've been fairly diversified and balanced where, where, uh, you know, we haven't seen major sector or subsector erosion that's really, really hurt us because of the diversification that we have. Um, uh, you know, I think looking at the general contractors, so some of our client, you know, and partner organizations, um, I would tell you that earlier this year when COVID became very real, call it March of, of 2020, uh, we started to see our architect design partners and information that they look at, we started to see contract awards start to slow way down and actually drop, you know, Below levels that that our that our design partners would typically see, way below. Um, then probably call it a, a month, two months later. So maybe you know uh, May to, to June, uh, July. I think that bubble and that loss of awarded design contracts it started to move through to the general contractors. And in some cases, general contractors felt it earlier. But that bubble, if you will, the COVID bubble, you know, started to move through general contractors. Where we are in the supply chain is we're kind of on the early end of partnering with general contractors. So site development, right? Before those general contractors start to mobilize their teams and build up on the, on the site that we've now developed for them. We, we, we have started to see a little bit of a bubble come through called in the last couple months, but it's been a manageable bubble through our diversification and, and we've been fortunate. But I think that bubble uh, metaphor starting with architects, then moving to the awarded general contractor, then specialty subcontractors and other subcontractors to the GCs, you know, kind of working way through. I think there's been a pattern we've seen in our industry that way. Now, again, back to how the next three months wrap up, you know, is there a vaccine coming, you know, a presidential election, bonding bills and the like, you know, we're gonna know more and, and, you know, the optimistic side of me says that bubble will work its way through, you know, and then we'll be back to business as we get into 2021 across, you know, the broader construction sector. Um, that, that's, that's the optimistic perspective. But again, all, all businesses in construction and beyond, I believe, are doing contingency planning, uh, sort of the, the sunny day scenario and then the rainy day scenario and, and points in between. Yeah. Well, great. Um, well, you've been generous with your time. A lot of great insight there. Any anything else that you'd care to add before I let you go? Or 
I, I think maybe I'd just go back to what the, one of the first questions that, that you mentioned. And, and uh, I, I'm just, I, I really feel privileged, you know, the things that brought me to Vite, I really feel privileged to have this opportunity. If you think about joining a 92 year old company that's third generation owned and uh, by, by Von Vite, um, to be brought in and trusted to lead the company forward, especially with a pandemic going on and everything else that we have uh, in front of us that we've talked about in this interview. To me, it's one of those things that again, kind of came back to me and said, this is that career capstone experience. And so I think the ability to, to come in, you know, bring my energy and enthusiasm and my style of leadership to this type of company, uh, just, just gives me a lot of hope and excitement. And I think our employees too about, about our next chapter and, and uh, you know, beyond the COVID piece, right? But thinking about the next uh, 10 to 20 years and, and how we position the company for growth and, and extend this wonderful brand that is, is Vite. So uh, I, I'm just thrilled to be here, excited uh, and, uh, and ready to put my hard hat back on and, and get back to work. Well, great. Well, thank you again, Tim. It's been fun chatting. I, I'd welcome it, Brian. Thank you for your time and enjoy the weekend. Thank you, you too. Take care. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.